All right. So we are now live and recording. And today is August 27th, 2021. And I'm just retweeting May starting now. Tweet. Let's do the right one, actually. This one. Okay. So I am going to load up the Periscope here. And all right, so here and monitoring. All right, we got the announcements, we got the Twitter going, we got the YouTube going, we got Kat, you got the Telegram and YouTube? Yes, sir. All righty. So while we're waiting for questions to roll in, uh, why don't you walk us, Cal, through the latest uh, dev update post? Because, uh, again, I have not read it, so <laughs> be good for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Good. Um, so this week is obviously uh, focused primarily on uh, the IDO launches. So um, what we've been doing as a, as a team is, is battle testing the, the infrastructure for IDOs. So uh, deploying test contracts and test uh, IDOs, um, finalizing the interface for ID, because obviously IDOs have a separate page than, than uh, what's currently available. Um, so we've been building that out and then testing it throughout the week. Um, so over the weekend, um, you know, we're just going to continue, continue battle testing and doing uh, test contracts and test, uh, test raises just to make sure everything works um, before Monday's launch. And, uh, and obviously, you know, if you, if you've seen any of the announcements, the first IDO is happening on Monday. Uh, so that is August 30th. Um, so this is kind of the uh, the small raise, the test test, if you will, um, and uh, and we'll kind of see what the impacts of of an IDO are um, through this raise. So, kind of gives us a nice little launch pad to to see what happens uh, before we go into uh, one of the major raises, which is going to be uh, IDO number two and number three, um, which is uh, which will obviously be a lot larger than this one. Um, so. A lot of people have, have kind of seen the uh, the posts. I think there's been three or four posts now just about about the IDO and, and how it's all going to work. Um, and there's going to be a lot more posts as we as we kind of approach that. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions like Neil was saying before we started recording. Yeah. Um, so so that's kind of the IDO stuff. And then uh, in terms of Leo Finance, we've got um, the new LeoFi app released last week. Um, and we've already seen almost 100 leases uh, ongoing. So um, pretty good usage so far, just in the first seven days. Um, and uh, we haven't had any any major bugs uh, reported. So it's been uh, actually a very smooth, probably one of the smoothest launches we've ever had. Um, so so that's going well. And obviously a new use case for, for Leo in general. Uh, Especially for the for the native token outside of all the uh, DeFi wrapped stuff that we've been doing for the last several months, 
Um, and then the Leo Finance UI. So this is kind of interesting. Right now we have uh, a private uh, alpha version of the UI. Um, and that's what we use for testing, you know, private testing of features um, that are, you know, obviously like hot off the press um, that haven't been tested at all. Um, so that's what we use for, for testing stuff before we push it into production. Um, and production would be leofinance.io. So that's, you know, the interface that everybody's uh, accustomed to. Um, and then, you know, me and Sean were talking about it and we decided to, to create a beta uh, server um, for the Leo Finance UI. So if you actually go back in time um, to when we switched from condenser to the UI that we spent uh, several months building, which is our current UI, um, there used to be leofinance.io, which was the normal uh, UI, um, the condenser UI, and then uh, there was beta. And uh, that beta UI was our early stage version of, of the current UI. Uh, and over time, we eventually ended up replacing Condenser with the beta UI, which was always the plan. Um, so what we're doing now is bringing back beta. Um, so we're going to have, obviously, the private alpha version. Then we're going to have the beta version, which is where uh, we'll let people do open testing. So anyone will be able to use the beta version of leofinance.io to test the latest features. Um, and then we'll have production, which is just leofinance.io itself, um, which is obviously going to be after we move features from beta to production. So we, we're kind of just creating a new uh, a new way to to release our updates, uh, especially with this performance update, which has been um, obviously a very big change. And it's introduced, uh, that's what I was talking about in the dev post, it's introduced a lot of new uh, new bugs and new, um, new things that we need to play whack-a-mole with. So um, we want to, you know, rather than just keep pushing back the release, we want to open it up and get more testing and feedback. So that's what we're going to do in the beta server. Um, and I made sure to put a comment there for Neil. Uh, don't worry, I'm sure we'll still have plenty of we're doing it live moments. So uh, <laughs> even even though we're getting a little bit better with our rolling out and not doing everything live, we'll still have plenty of uh, plenty of doing it live. Um, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I think the we were working on it this morning. I think the beta UI will be ready um, within the next few hours. So uh, okay. we'll put out some some posts and tweets about it. And then uh, if anyone wants to go and test the performance update, they can go to the beta UI. Um, and it's a lot faster. But there are some, you know, occasionally you'll hit some random bug that that is very strange. So if you do, you can report it in Discord, and then uh, we can fix it. And then once we're happy with how beta looks, we'll push it into production and then everybody can use it. So um, yeah, the performance update is about a 5X improvement across the board in terms of loading speeds and, and user actions. So we're pretty happy with it. But 5X we'll, is good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty lightning. Okay. And you know, anytime there's a there's a infrastructure upgrade like that, all I can think of is you know Project Blank. It's Project Blank. Yeah, someday. this is all moving us toward Project Blank. Yep. Yes, one step closer. Um, and then the mobile app. I mentioned a little bit about right. the mobile app. I didn't really go into detail, but uh, obviously that's important for Project Blank as well. Yes, mobile first. Um, so over over the last week um people have actually just been putting questions in general and you've been kind of just answering them 
but I did want to you know recap some of those mostly questions about um, IDO number one, how it's all going to work, um, what happens with the cap, what if it's reached, what if it's not reached, what if it goes over, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot, a lot going on there. Um, the I, before the IDO goes live, we're going to put out a post that will talk about exactly what it looks like when the IDO is reached, say, 110% filled or 150% filled or 200% filled. Mm -hmm. um, so that will kind of dive into the actual numbers behind it. But basically, the, the, the simple explanation is that when you put in funds into the IDO, you will get you will get priced into the IDO token at the set price. So if, if the IDO is launching at, let's just say five cents to make it easy, mm -hmm. then you will get priced in at five cents on every dollar that you that you uh, that you throw into the IDO. The the thing is the difference is that if you get if you get an IDO that is overcommitted, you'll actually get some of your funds returned to you, um, and the rest of your funds that are actually used in the IDO will be used for the IDO and you'll get the IDO token for those funds. So it, and, and the basic premise behind all this is that a whale can't just step in and, and commit the IDO and, and get all the tokens. So instead you give everyone an even playing field and you say everyone can participate in the IDO. And then if it's overcommitted, some of the funds just get returned and then whatever's used gets used. Um, but yeah, the, the, the actual numbers and when it's all written out, I think it makes a lot more sense um, than, than trying to explain it. Yeah, but basically, the if you end up contributing 1% of the IDO funds, you'll end up with 1% of the tokens. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then if and then your extra funds will get returned to you. I think a lot right. of people get confused, like, oh, all, but then I'm getting a higher price for the IDO token, which is not true. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen launches do all kinds of things. Um, I've seen like the you know we have a whitelist, but then it's first come first serve within that. So if you're on the whitelist and you have more money than the other guys on the whitelist, or you're faster, then you can get in uh, ahead of those people. Um, but yeah, I, I think the 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 flat share kind of thing is probably the most fair um so that's good what what happens if the IDO isn't filled um then everyone then you get 100 percent of your funds utilized so okay. let's say that it's 50 percent committed the 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 cake oh yeah it, will launch it though right it'll still be launched um it'll still be launched and then the uh you know, just whatever's committed to the IDO will get get funded. So, say it's fifty percent funded, then fifty percent of the IDO tokens that aren't sold obviously won't get sold, so they'll sit in the team wallet. And then the fifty percent that are sold will get sent to all the participants um, at the IDO price. So then you're getting a hundred percent of your funds being utilized to buy the IDO token. Right. Okay. Uh, not so much a question, but a comment from AG Noches on Periscope uh, says they call me Dan. Put out a new weekly podcast. Give a nice shout out to you and the amazing development that's going on, which is nice. I didn't know he had a podcast, but okay. Neither did I. That's yeah, I cool. should give that a listen. Yeah, I think I saw his post, but I didn't. I didn't get the chance to dive into it. 
Yeah. But I do like his videos. I have loved his videos for a long time. Yeah, I've not been much of a uh, content consumer lately. I've just been in a phase where yeah, I'm doing other stuff. Cool. There's a lot happening in crypto right now. <laughs> There's a lot happening in crypto. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Splinterlands has been taking a lot of my focus lately. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, good old Splinterlands. Yeah. But you know, it's, you go where the money is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently <laughs> yeah, I don't. Can't complain. Uh, yeah. So speaking of uh, where the money goes, uh, I have a question. When Leo Bridge? <laughs> Leo Bridge is working. Is it? Because I looked at the wallet and I hadn't seen a transaction in like a week. So I was like, all right, I'm afraid to tell anyone to use it because I don't know what's going on the last 24 hours, but I've had people coming out of the woodwork in terms of trying to get money onto Binance Smart Chain, not knowing what the F they're doing, trying to use, you know, yeah. Binance US and the Binance Chain wallet or, you know, whatever. Trust me. I'm like, uh, this this Leo Bridge thing I would tell you to use, but I <laughs> yeah. don't know if I want to tell you to use it because if it doesn't work, then I'm going to become your mother-loving help desk for the next <laughs> week. And I don't feel like you texting me every day for the next week. Yeah, so... so uh... And I don't know what pairs too, because so, I know last time it was like kind of switched up on what's, what was the best pairs to use. Yeah, so we actually changed the UI. So there's only three available pairs now, okay. um, Cub, Cake, and BUSD. Uh, and we did that after that one transaction where there was ridiculous slippage. Um, and that's just because the, the pools are still using V1. Um, so if you go into the wrong token, I think that one was USDC, uh, the pool was like, pretty much drained to zero. Um, and yeah. that's just because it was on V1 and nobody used it anymore. Um, so we removed all those those low liquidity tokens and just left uh, Cub, Cake, and BUSD. Um, obviously, you know, I think uh, Neil's gonna say when V2 and we're gonna go, <laughs> still planning on migrating to V2. And that's not only for Cub, that's also for Leo, uh, for Belio. So Belio's on V1. Um, and, uh, that means that when you use Leo bridge, you're going into uh, a V1 pool. Um, so when we migrate it, it's going to be, uh, going to be V2, but oh, the, uh, okay. the bridge, the last I checked the bridge, which was when we pushed an update, uh, late last week, um, it was all working. Um, so okay. I, I think it's, it's good to go, but the, uh, I think Neil was the one who gave, gave an idea to do, uh, and we were talking about it in chat, the three of us um about adding like a status indicator on leo yep. bridge so take the last five transactions and and did they you know give them a green light did they go through uh or not so i think it would be cool to do like a big status indicator somewhere like a big green light um and uh if the last leo bridge transaction was successful then it's got a green light and you see that see that it went through properly um and then you can see like some some historical transactions and and stuff like that so i think that should be pretty easy to add and we're gonna we're gonna probably do it after the ido this week this coming week cool yeah i mean because i'm assuming no one's done a transaction maybe because they didn't want to be the guinea pig or i don't know but yeah i just there's i feel like there's a demand that's not pushing through that's why i wanted to get it out there because you know, 
I've had multiple people ask me and, you know, some are people that would be brand new to using Leo bridge. You know, like there's a yeah. real estate guy hit me up and he's like trying to get cake tokens or whatever. I'm like, what do you even know about cake? And then he's just like, <laughs> tells me how he stumbled into it. Some like investor he knows in Ohio that bought it, like got cake, like when it was at like a dollar. And I'm like, well, good for her. Um, but uh, he was trying to do his thing. And I'm like, yeah, Leo bridge would make your life way easier. Um, yeah. So Leo Bridge is the long game. I do. I do think there's a lot of value in Leo Bridge. What would be the best starting token right now to go with? Because like, normally um, I always told people go USDC and BUSD. Yeah. Well, start. I don't think you can. Yeah, uh, you can't do BS, BUSD um, starting token. No, no, no um, I'm saying USDC to BUSD. Oh, USDC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that works at any of the, the, cause there's only three tokens listed for the output for the and output. the input is, uh, is pretty much any of those input tokens are going to work. Um, personally okay. I do, uh, do USDC because, um, so the output, I, I would is, say most of the, sorry, I was just saying, so the output is the, where the liquidity issues kind of happens. Right. So there, okay. there really aren't liquidity issues on, on uniswap for the listed tokens so um i usually will point people to usdc because uh i would say the majority of people using something like leo bridge are coming from like a coinbase yep. so uh you know if they're if they're taking us dollars from their bank account and then putting it into coinbase converting it into usdc then they withdraw it into a metamask um then they're going to input usdc and then output something like a busd or a cake or uh, a lot of them do cub because they're they're go for a lot of the people I've talked to their goal is just to get cub so they're trying to to reduce the steps needed to go from USDC to cub um, and that can be done directly through Leo Bridge. Indeed, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for it. It's uh, the reason I was asking because, like I said, I've been getting pinged about it and essentially haven't been telling people not to use it, but also not telling them like, Oh yeah, go ahead and use it. And yeah. furthermore, even for marketing, like um, on TikTok, you know, there's a bunch of videos that have been popping up of late in regards to, you know, finding a smart chain and, you know, pancake swap and all that. And people like how you get your money over. And I'm just like, I'm going to duet the living shit out of these videos and be like, yeah, you could do all that. Or you could just use the Leo bridge. Yeah. You know, before so, I start making videos on using Leo Bridge, I want to make sure we're good to go. <laughs> so, do you think that? Yeah, we'll add that status stuff. Do you think that um, that kind of video marketing is is what's behind, um, you know, the people hitting you up? Mm, no, no, no. This is just through my regular network, mainly of real estate investors. Okay. But I'm just saying, what's what's the difference between now and a month ago? I mean, Bitcoin's up a bit, but it's not up huge. So, oh, I think it's just crypto. I think it's just DeFi uh, becoming, uh, you know, more widespread and growing. You know, you got more normies now that are hearing about Pancake Swap. Like, mm. honestly, almost every time I have someone come to me out of the blue, like that I know, just like in real life or whatever, usually through my real estate network, <clears throat> it's, hey, what's this cake token? Mm. That's generally what it's been. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And then, you know, because they know I'm like doing something DeFi yield farming. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm on Cub Finance. I was just like, it's essentially the same thing. Like, 
if <laughs> like it's the back end is basically pancake. So like, they're like, oh, well, why do you use that one? And then I tell them why I prefer, you know, Cub DeFi over pancake right. swap. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just straight, you know, normies that hear about cake and are interested because they know someone that, you know, bought cake low and has been farming it and <laughs> make, you know, has made a crap ton of money. Yeah. So the, the normies are coming. The normies are coming. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I've, I've been bullish on cake for ever, uh, which is why I'm in the cake kingdom. And, uh, you know, it's funny with, um, with the SPS token. So in, so Splinterlands released their governance token SPS, they got a syrup pool on, um, on pancake swap where you deposit SPS, you earn cake. And so I was in that, but it was only like a couple days where the, the yields on that actually dropped below the yields on the cake kingdom on Cub DeFi. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm moving back <laughs> to, the, to the cake kingdom. Yeah, I'm uh, missing out on those cake earnings right now because uh, I uh, put all my cake into the SPS pool because I was like, yeah. all right, I need to get some kind of Splinterland stuff because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hashtag failed on that one. Yeah. We actually have a, uh, I, we talked about this last day I made, but we still have uh, an SPS BNB kingdom for pancake swap. We just haven't pushed it live just because I still don't understand what's going on with the, uh, with the airdrop from SPS. Yeah, we're but, still uh, waiting on all that to be finished or released or what have you. I mean, yeah, so we may we may just put that kingdom up and then when they do the airdrop, we'll just inform everybody, if, you know, if we can't somehow handle because I still don't understand how they're doing the airdrop to to liquidity providers. So uh, if we won't, if we if our kingdom can't handle that, then we'll just tell people to uh, if they want their airdrop to uh, withdraw from their kingdom, yeah. but stay pooled on pancake swap. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to think about the. Uh uh value versus uh work so to speak in terms of that pool providing if it's worth the hassle or not um obviously i'm sure it'll bring some it's all done i mean it's all done we were gonna we were gonna push it live which is and then i just last minute found out about the sps stuff the the airdrop so i didn't know what to do with yeah that's what i meant in regards to you know the airdrop and what that yeah. entails yeah i guess you could always punt the yeah. whole thing and just be like all right i don't know if this is part of it and it's essentially not because we're not going to handle it. But I guess you can take it as you come as more information comes up uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, yep. I got uh, some action here on YouTube popping up now. Uh, Beehiver asked, considering Leo Fi uh, leases were so flawless, uh, when will we have Hive leases enabled? um soon um <laughs> when but uh but not now would be would be my answer um yeah so the so the you know he's got a good point that the the leo leases have been uh very flawless we haven't had any any issues with them uh up to this point and we've seen a lot of people initiate leases and and play around with it so um, I've been watching and a lot of people are just initiating leases and then canceling leases, delegating, uh, you know, filling leases and canceling and doing all this stuff just to kind of play with it. And, 
haven't seen any issues on the back end for all that. So um, handling hive leases is a little bit different. Um, obviously, since since currently the the back end handles hive engine leases, which is like a different different protocol, basically, uh, even though it's on the same blockchain. Um, so in terms of uh, in terms of when we'll do hive leases, I think we'll we'll probably do hive engine token leases first, uh, just because it's it's kind of a more simple template to copy over um, since we already have all the framework done for for hive engine uh through leo so we'll probably roll out hive engine token leases so you'll be able to lease things like uh ctp proof of brain stuff like that um and then uh and they'll kind of have their own little uh spin-off uis from from leo fi um which will be interesting and then we'll do hive leases shortly after that and uh and i guess the the cool thing that that's going to happen with all these different leases um, let's just say that we we support five of the biggest Hive engine tokens in terms of leasing, and then we support um, Hive itself. Ten uh, percent of all those leases. So, you know, if a lease is a hundred hundred Leo or a hundred Hive, um, uh, ten percent of that goes to to basically a Leo fund where where it's used to buy back Leo and then and then burn it. So, um, as we start adding more support, it's going to be going to be a nice source of, of revenue for for the leo token uh for those autonomous burns so looking forward to that i had no idea uh what's um so with the leases so the, the delegation leases is one thing but the lending is another uh any updates progress uh timelines or anything on the lending so we're going to focus on rolling out the the uh, the Hive Engine leases first. So the roadmap looks kind of like this. We're going to do the Hive Engine leases because that's just kind of copying the Leo framework. Um, then we're going to do the Hive Power leases because um, that's a little bit of a change to the framework, but not you know not like creating a whole new app uh, in and of itself. And then we'll start working on the lending um, the lending features and and build it in. Um, so what, what it's basically going to allow people to do is take liquid Leo and, and lend it out to other users, um, you know, in various ways. And it'll be, it'll be an interesting kind of, kind of like creating a DeFi vault on top of Hive, uh, and Hive engine. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, you know, I think the need for lending is probably the most underserved in I don't know all of DeFi, but and a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and lending in a in a low fee environment with you know people can do micro micro lending basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've there's no fees. <laughs> Every time I've looked at MakerDAO and uh, trying to deposit ETH or or ETH or USDC, it's like eight hundred dollars to set up a vault. It's like yep. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's very expensive. Uh... Taskmaster, sorry, Taskmaster had me laughing out loud. <laughs> he said, in YouTube, he said, Cat's hair is starting to rival Ned's. He's styling. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That is the ultimate compliment in crypto. Yes. Yeah, Ned was a terrible executive, but he had fabulous hair. He did have great hair. 
So let me see here. Uh, oh, uh, we had a question over in general. You know, uh, Cub advertisements. What's what's the story going on there? Yeah, so um, I think we talked about that a few AMAs ago. Um, looking, we're looking for basically the the one-off events um, to advertise. So, um, especially with these IDOs, you know, successful completion of, of an IDO, um, the rollout of, of Polygon Cub. Um, so, I, I think that I think the I think the uh, the general process is going to be roll out this first IDO, see how, you know, how the whole platform reacts to it. Um, you know, it's going to get, it's going to get successfully filled, you know, at least a hundred percent. And then, you know, we'll take that and kind of roll into Polygon Cub uh, with both the IDO and the platform launch. And uh, if anyone's been following DinoSwap, um, they're, they're kind of doing some interesting, interesting stuff. They just had an article released in Cointelegraph. Um, and uh and yeah so so they're kind of doing some interesting stuff with their their polygon release uh and i think it's been about two months uh for them so uh yeah just kind of a quick preview yeah uh they have maintained surprisingly well so yeah dino they're getting a lot of press so that's just key you just need eyeballs and volume Yep. Yep. Uh, Taskmaster asked, is Leo Finance going to have price feeds and data aggregation? Um, I yeah, I think he means uh, leofinance.io. Um, kind of like what we had before with that scrolling uh, price feed bar. Um, so the this is we were working on the community pages idea. Um, if, if you go back a couple AMAs and, and see that we were talking about that. Um, but then what we decided to do is switch to, um, this wasn't originally planned, but, but what we, what we decided was that the framework that we're using to build the mobile app can actually be used to create a new desktop app for Leo finance. Um, so, um, we basically, basically changed did like a shift the resources to do uh finish out this performance update which will still carry over um into the next um you know the next app uh because it's obviously a lot of lightning updates and all that so we'll kind of carry over all those those updates into the into the new app uh but since we're since we're building a whole new framework and releasing a whole new desktop app and a mobile app um we scrapped the the community pages idea until that app is ready um and then we'll build it into the new one because obviously we don't want to build new features into an app that we're we're uh, migrating so uh in that community pages idea is the idea of data aggregation uh and price feeds um and even you know various other things like news aggregation you know taking uh you know using thorchain as an example um basically we could we could integrate um we can integrate the uh the Thor swap and, and other APIs that show, you know, how much 24 hour trading volume was on Thor chain. Um, you know, what's the price of rune, um, you know, 
uh, what's the liquidity at, what's the cap at, st stuff like that, and just kind of integrate it directly into the into the UI on those community pages specific to uh, to those tokens. So uh, I think data aggregation is going to end up looking like that once the uh, once the new app is ready uh, for us to start rolling out big features. Cool. Um, I think we've covered this a few times in the past, but it's probably worth revisiting. Free Academy asked for people with Cub USD LP tokens already staked. How do we go about getting involved in the IDO in relation to PancakeSwap version one and version two for the IDO? Um, yeah, so basically, and, and put this together in a written post too, uh, basically what you're going to have to do is if you're in CubBUSD right now in the farm, um, you're in PancakeSwap V1. So what you're going to want to do is, is, uh, is unstake from, from the farm. Uh, and then you'll be sitting in cub usd LP tokens, uh, and those are V1. Um, so then you'll you'll unpool those, and then you'll get liquid cub and liquid BUSD back. And then you've got to go over to PancakeSwap and uh, and pool them again uh, as cub usd LPV2. Um, and then you can go to the IDO page and deposit into the IDO. Um, so what when it's kind of when it's spoken out, it sounds like a lot of work, but in reality, I mean, we're talking about a few clicks, um, you know, going to the farm page, unstaking, whatever you're going to use, uh, and then going to the liquidity page and, and un, unpooling, then going to pancake swap and repooling, and then going to the IDO page and, and depositing. Um, so it's, it's almost like the process of moving funds into a new farm. Um, I mean, we're talking about maybe six, six transactions in total um or less so damn that's like a dollar 50 in transit <laughs> <laughs> and um, this should just be the first idea and you know we were talking about that and neil was saying when uh when v2 and uh yeah i think i think it's just kind of a lot logistically to to switch to v2 in the midst of preparing for the idea okay so two things one from me one from beehiver the first is so people are clear like you're going to go on to PancakeSwap and then f find CubUSD on PancakeSwap in order to essentially get the V2? Like, You don't have to find anything. Um, you just go over to PancakeSwap. And this will all be in a post. Like, I, I mean, it's very simple. But I when you talk much. about it, it sounds super complicated. Because yeah. you're basically just, just taking liquid Cub and liquid BUSD. And once you go over to PancakeSwap, you just pull it together like you would normally. Um, gotcha. So it, it's, you just have to do it if you've ever used UI instead of the cub UI. Yep. yep. Which hashtag is not a fan. But uses V2. You'll <laughs> obviously we'll have that rectified before polycub. Right. Yeah. Sending we're, people we're, to the uh, other side. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and this is kind of, I mean, we may, we may never have a, a V2 uh, exchange interface. I don't, we've kind of worked on it a little bit, but, um, and you know, we might still end up doing it, but, um, you know, a lot of these different platforms like auto farm, which is kind of the direction we've been moving in, um, don't have their own exchange interface. Yeah. Um, or at least they don't have one that, that they recommend using. They, they send people to pancake swap and, uh, bakery swap and, and belt and, um, 
you know, they, they send it off platform because for them, it's, it's more about aggregation than, than, you know, having every single app in, in, the, yeah. in the world under their own banner. No, it makes sense. I mean, people come in there for other reasons. Um, and Beehiver basically said, so we'll need to own the impermanent loss at that point, right? Which. Well, I mean, you're going out and then going right back in. So it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. going to be no. It's kind it's of the same. Be the same. You're taking the win or loss and then you're reinvesting it in the same spot. So. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Uh, yeah, going nuts. Should be interesting with the IDO. I saw. Uh, did you guys see Addicted's uh, post yesterday in regards to the cake pop? I did not. I like oh. It was, I like the uh, I like the breakdown. It's a good explanation, and there was a piece that I missed, which he basically said, I missed this at first, and then he kind of broke it down. Um, so um, pretty interesting. And based on what he was saying, he kind of thinks if it has success, we'll have a, uh, you know, cake pop pump. <laughs> but he doesn't also see how the thing can survive in the long term. So it was based on uh, the tax fee and the no inflation and I don't know, this is why I just save stuff so I can go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, um, the, this whole new trend in, um, in, uh, especially on Binance Smart Chain of these kinds of tokens are, um, having this kind of fixed supply rather than an inflationary, uh, uh setup that's distributed. And then, you know, they, they reserve, you know, a large chunk and then they pay it out you know in various ways over over time it's um you know it's very different coming from the hive world you know the hive is all about having that that infinite theoretical inflation over time uh with different rates but um uh, it just seems to be not the direction that most uh most other DeFi platforms are going And uh, Hicks is asking if we're not moving to V2, will we move to AMM V2 anyway? I mean, for new UI and fix this long-term price bug on the AMM page. Talking about the... Uh... Oh, uh, we lost Cal. Uh-oh. He, he must have had an internet uh, crash <laughs> out, which stinks because that's also lost the uh, recording. Yeah. It's a good question, though, about the uh, exchange page, because that throws off, you know, my normies. They're like, wait, hold on. Did prices drop? I'm like, nope, just ignore that. <laughs> or the prices jump, depending on, you know, where we're at. Yeah. Well, lately it's been dropped because Cub has yeah. been above the 61 cents for a while now. <laughs> I was Tess actually just Tess said Cal isn't needed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Overrated. Overrated. We don't need them at all. Actually, no, we need uh, Cal to uh, find a uh, next of kin to bequeath all the keys to. Just God forbid <laughs> something happens. Yes, everybody needs a digital uh, will. Yes. Uh, I, was, I, I randomly thought of that yesterday. I'm like, uh, I hope Cal's got some stuff set up because if God forbid something happens. Yeah, I actually wrote one out um, 
about two months ago now. And uh, it's basically just like instructions to my wife of here's here's my keys or here's how to find my keys. Yeah. Here's uh, passwords. Here's how to get into my phone because you're going to need, you know, security app yep. stuff. Yep. Um, here's where stuff is. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a lot because <laughs> DeFi is complicated. <laughs> it really is. I uh, I really need to make up something like that and just like give it to a family member or something just in case because be a shame for all that stuff to go and be lost in the ether yeah and you know uh for my cub DeFi stuff i just said okay go on to discord and ask people there <laughs> <laughs> i like that here here's the here's the passwords to get into metamask and just ask people on discord how do i do this yeah so That's smart. Uh, yeah but you know i i i you know after i did all that i looked it up on on you know the interwebs and they said that they think that maybe up to 20% of Bitcoin is gone forever because Probably. of lost keys, people dying, you know, yeah. hard drives gone, all kinds of stuff. Well, and that's, you know, the biggest lesson I always tell people, especially crypto newbies. And I'm actually going to be bringing on a lot more newbies. I'm going to start doing a regular uh, every Tuesday at 630. I'm going to be doing a free 30 minute crypto Zoom call uh, with like the Alchemist community. So, um, that's basically going to be like kind of the funnel to start building the alchemist nation community on leo finance mm -hmm. and um that's the biggest thing i would say i'm like secret phrase save your secret phrase print it out and put it somewhere safe yeah <laughs> like because oh my computer blew up i lost my bitcoin no you didn't just go on another computer and download <laughs> whatever it was exodus and put in your secret phrase and boom there's your bitcoin again Yep. Like, that's why I tell everyone, like, you know, they hear these stories. Oh, like, I'm going to, what happens if I lose my crypto? I lose my phone. Or I'm like, the secret phrase. You're part of a network. You okay. can log into the network anywhere. It's just like your crypto is on the blockchain. You can yep. technically never lose it. You just need your damn secret phrase. Yep. Uh, I'm actually, uh, you know, more of like just get the actual key and forget the phrases. But, well, that's it. Uh, well, but, but hold uh, on. I mean, don't you need a secret <coughs> phrase though to import your crypto onto a wallet? Um, within certain apps, yeah. Okay. But you can sign anything, you know, with a key. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I just, from my experience, anytime like I was on a new machine, whether it would be Exodus or MetaMask, I would just basically load the wallet fresh, put in my secret phrase, it would import everything, and then mm -hmm. I'd be back to you know yeah. where I was. Yeah. That's so yeah. If you go from Exodus on one computer to Exodus on another computer, just secret phrase should work fine. Here we go, Cal's back. Um, but you can go from from Exodus to anything uh, with a uh, with a uh, actual key. Um, but you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, one of my uh, good friends who's uh, super rich now after <laughs> after 2020 and 2021. Nice. Um, and you know, we're talking about getting him into into DeFi and stuff. And we talk a lot about, you know, you know, the, the macro picture with Bitcoin and, and things. And, you know, and he's saying, it's like, well, you know, what if, you know, what if the governments, you know, really amp up the, um, the campaign against Bitcoin? And I was trying to explain it. It was like, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the only, already left the station. The only way to stop, the only way to shut down Bitcoin is if you shut down the entire internet and never turn it back on. Um, and that would destroy the world economy anyway. So, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All it's, right. it's too late.
for Uncle Sam. He needs yeah. to get on board. Stop trying to put these bullshit crypto laws in the infrastructure <laughs> bill. That's true. All right, Cal, you back? Can you hear us? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. Zoom decided to blow up. All right. That happens sometimes. Um, so we do have a couple questions while you were gone. Uh, Kat and I were just philosophizing, I guess. Uh, so if we're not moving to V2, will we move to AMM V2 anyway? I mean, for the U new UI and fix this long-term price bug on the AMM page. Um, yeah, so we'll either move to AMM uh, V2 or we'll just get rid of the, uh, the exchange page altogether. Um, so either either of those and that's just going to come down to a few different few different factors and what we decide to focus on okay um we've got another question uh any plans to balance the cub apy on the kingdoms balance the cub oh to rebalance I, yeah um yeah we're still planning on on doing the uh the churns um i'm trying to reconnect um, yeah, we're still planning on doing the churns for, for cake and, and all these different kingdoms and USD. And especially for, uh, if you've seen belt BTC, it's actually, um, very, uh, very high. So, uh, in terms of TVL, so we're, yep. we're planning to rebalance all of that. Okay. And, um, I guess related question, when corrections to higher cub kingdom plus cub farmers multiplier. Actually, not sure what he means by that. That's Colonel in the uh, Discord. Did you lose me again? Oh, I no. can hear you. Did you lose us? I lost you for a second. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's been uh, there's been an issue with the uh, just the balancing between actually kingdoms and and farms, which is separate from the balancing between individual kingdoms. Um, so we're we're gonna push a fix for that too. Okay. Um, that's yeah, the colonel saying that the earnings is actually yeah, higher than what's shown yeah so people are actually earning more in, in kingdoms than uh than what the ui is displaying um wow. so All right, we'll just leave it then and yeah, just... I'm like, <laughs> yeah. sweet yeah. it's better than it being the opposite <laughs> i'll take it yeah yeah we're working on that too so right now the focus has just been on fixing the the uh the ideos and getting it all ready for launch so We'll get back around to it. All right. Yes. Cake pop. YOLO. <laughs> uh, oh, we got a, uh, a question. There was some drama this week. Um, and we got a question through Periscope saying, what's the status on the manual curation team? Yeah. So, um, so we, uh, uh, let's see if I can pull this up. Um, so this has been a change that I wanted to do for, for a long time. And I put up, uh, when was this, uh, last week, uh, five days ago. So I put up, uh, uh, a message in discord and, and I didn't post about it or anything, but I just put up a message. Uh, people can go back through the announcements channel to August 22nd to read it. Um, but basically, uh, for a long time, I wanted to do a change to the way that, that the curation team worked. Um, and that's, you know, not to go, not to say that the, you know, the prior curation team like you two and everybody else, you know, there are a total of eight, I think, uh, on the team. 
And uh, it's not to say that anyone was doing, you know, a bad job or not fulfilling their their duty as a as a curation team member, uh, because there was there was generally there was no specific guideline for being a, a curator, uh, and that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to uh, to make a change to for a long time. Um, so, what uh, what I ended up deciding to do is reduce the number of curators to three, um, the official curators, and that is. Uh, you know, for a number of reasons, mainly it's easier for me to kind of oversee the the curation if there's there's three people doing it rather than eight. Um, and then also it it concentrates the Leo power uh, delegation that each of them got. So they're each going to get 50,000 Leo power um, to delegate uh, or delegated to them so that they can uh, they can curate content. And uh, in that in that message and in the Google form that I set up, um, there's more specific guidelines that that you know what's going to be expected of of these three people um, to be a manual curator uh, and a part of the curation team. So you know the goal with this is, uh, and I kind of kind of outlined it a little bit, but they're expected to 100% uh, manually curate. So you know only manual curation. You know if they use an auto voter, we'll we'll basically bring in a new curator and, and ask them to step down. Um, and then they're expected to take on a more, you know, active role in, in not only curating content, but engaging, you know, leaving comments, sharing articles on Twitter, um, you know, growing, basically taking an active role in growing the platform and, and being a, a key member in, in uh, community discussions and all that stuff. Um, and then obviously active in Discord. So a lot of people ask questions throughout the week and, and in general, in tech support and all these different places. So. Uh, that's kind of what we're looking for now in, in terms of, you know, three curators to, to basically, you know, you can call them curators, but you could also just call them basically official moderators and community members that can do, um, you know, do a multitude of things and just be active participants. So um, I've picked two of them so far out of three. Uh, and, uh, and I just, I'm kind of narrowing down a few different choices for the last one. Right. Can uh, you share who those two are? um let's see are they going to be an official announcement <laughs> there is going to be an official announcement um, all right we can wait yeah i'll just yeah i'll do the official announcement and release all three of them at the same time but i've got two selected and then there's going to be a third um that i i kind of have i kind of have like four people narrowed down and i just got to pick one of the four it's tough though only having three because we got uh we got 16 submissions um, to be a manual curator. So out of 16, I had to pick three. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So, and there's a, uh, there's a lot of familiar faces that, that applied. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. And, and, I, and what I, what I'd like to do is, you know, we can have three official curators and then, you know, maybe we'll expand that over time, but then I think we can also have a place for, you know, different aspects of the project and kind of bring in some of these other 16 um you know that don't get chosen so so uh i think there's there's some cool stuff that we can do because kind of my you know my goal through the end of the year is to is to bring in more people not just developers but you know people for administrative stuff for curation uh for growth you know twitter and marketing and all that stuff just kind of expand out so i can you know delegate more more of the responsibility out so we can keep expanding um because uh, obviously we're we're up to our our necks and in, in stuff to do, so, <laughs> so endless 
as Gerber would say, there's an endless to-do list that just keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, always. <clears throat> That's true. But yeah, that change was overdue um, for sure. Yeah. You know, because like you said, it just started as a thing early on. When it was all getting going when you start, first started Leo Finance. It was like, hey, you're pretty active in, you know, crypto finance posting on, you know, Hive slash Steam. Do you want to get involved? And then yeah. that was it. And, you know, yeah. it was mom and pop style. And then, you know, it evolved. Um, and what I like about you doing three people at first is they do get way more, uh, way more uh, Leo power. And what's good about that is, now you can have a small percentage vote that still is, you know, noticeable to somebody, which allows them to vote on more people. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of being stuck yeah. doing just 20 votes, hundred percent. Now you can vote at 25, 30, 40% and people are still going to be like, Oh my God, that was awesome. You know, especially, yeah. especially like newbies and minnows and whatnot. So, and like you said, expanding that um, will be great in terms of creating some kind of focus like the, cause we'll call them the big three. Like they're going to be just, across the board, everything. Right. But you can expand on that. If you add people with, all right, you know, focus on just like, especially if we have uh, foreign language, you know, like there's a lot of posts in German, like if we had a German curator, it'd probably be a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also you can have people sp focus on specific, uh, you know, niches within legal finance. So it's, uh, it's a shift. And I think it's just, uh, the tip of the iceberg in terms of the value it, it can create yeah definitely and, and i think when we get those pages going too it'll be you know we can have community managers and and you know community ma like imagine you know jk was huge on thorchain for the last you know year uh imagine if we had a community page for thorchain and, and jk was in charge of of uh curating aggregating content for that sharing it with the thorchain community oh hey look at this leofinance.io slash Thorchain page. It's got, you know, it's got data feeds that show, you know, swaps. It's got content from a community that's, you know, creating, creating articles about your project every single day and talking about it and why they like it. Um, so you can kind of see the, the roadmap for, for expansion uh, in terms of, in terms of the content and, uh, and user base of Leo Finance uh, over time, which is starting with, three manual curators and kind of moving into a more, more, uh, uh, you know, curated approach for, for niche content. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just doing the math on a, on a 50,000 Leo delegation. If you're, if you're actively curating, that's like 1500 bucks a year in earnings at, at current prices. So, you know, seems worth doing. <laughs> yeah. A couple hundred bucks yeah. a month. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be, you know, on the site anyway. And it gives you a very, uh, very deep incentive to uh, to grow the platform, grow the Leo token, because obviously, if you're, you know, if your earnings, if the majority of your earnings are coming from curating, and then obviously, I think these curators will be posting a lot and getting a lot more attention uh, on their content on Leo. So their earnings are going to be very closely tied to the price of the Leo. So it kind of builds in that incentive to uh, to bring in new users and, and grow grow Leo in general. Absolutely. That's a valid point. point. I didn't even think about that. So, cause I mean, I had a separate curation account that had the delegation and that it was just straight voting. I didn't really post there unless it was by accident, but yeah, that makes sense because I have that delegation. Um, 
it makes me more noticeable because the bottom line is people chase whales. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I think we got a final question uh, from Argonaut here. Uh, saying, question is more to know if we are ready for a cross blockchain with Polygon kind of thing. Because uh, he was asking previously about the order of the ideas. He'd been, hadn't been paying attention the past few weeks. But um, so is, is Cub slash Leo slash whatever ready for cross chain Polygon stuff? Um, yeah, so we're, we're ready to, uh, we're pretty much ready to launch uh, uh, the Polygon, you know, what we're calling Polygon Cub. Um, and at this point, we're just kind of last stages of, of development for that. So uh, after the after this cake pop IDO, that's when we're we're going to be you know full force and closing that out, and then launching the uh, launching the new IDO and and announcing details about how the new platform will work, uh, how the new IDO will work, all that. So, um, so yeah, that's going to get obviously that's going to be taking center stage uh, after uh, cake pop. So that'll be interesting. Right. All righty, and that brings us up to an hour or so uh, with some technical difficulties in the middle, but <laughs> we did all right. All right, so uh, let's see. Today was August 27th. Next Friday will be uh, September 3rd. I can't believe it's September already. Labor Day weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so we will be uh, noon-ish, uh, <laughs> September 3rd. Possibly plus or minus, uh, but we'll yep. see on the uh, on the dev update post next week for exact time. And any any parting words you want to leave leave us with, Cal? Uh, yeah. So so I was just talking to Sean, and we've got the uh, the beta UI is officially live. So okay. uh, there's going to be a, a post from at Leo Finance today talking about it and you know how to use it and uh, you know maybe why why you should use it and report issues that you find in Discord. Um, but the, uh, so in, in the beta UI right now, there's the, uh, the performance update that we've been working on. Um, so it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice way. And like I said, we've now got three stages of the UI. So we've got the private, private staging site, which is for, you know, when we first release a feature and want to do some private testing, then we've got the beta site, which is, uh, obviously when we move a feature from private to open testing, then we've got production, which is leofinance.io. So if you wanna if you wanna head there before the official post is launched, um, I'll drop a link in the uh, in the Discord AMA chat. But it's it's just uh, beta.leofinance.io. So you can you can go over there and test out the latest features. We'll check it out. And with that, I guess that does it for this week. Thanks everybody for dropping by on YouTube, on Periscope, on Discord on telegram um and we'll see you next week see you next week later guys see ya